A reading from Deuteronomy, the 34th chapter. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the town of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is, the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and to all his servants, and to all his land, and for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. A reading from Hebrews, the third chapter. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession, who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant, to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, and we are his house, if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in our hope. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. The Holy Gospel for this Transfiguration Sunday is from the Gospel of St. Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and they went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we're here. 
Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. And as he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's message is the Old Testament lesson from Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 1 through 12. We read, Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pishka, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him all of the land, Gilead as far as Dan, all of Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev and the plain, that is the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to your offspring. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley, that is, God buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. And then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there has not risen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, none like him for all the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all the land. And for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did, in the sight of all Israel. This is our text. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, dear friends and believers in him. The Winter Games, the Winter Olympic Games in 1998 in Nagano, Japan, featured two American figure skaters, Tara Lipinski and Michelle Kwan. Going into the long program, Michelle Kwan was in first place. Tara Lipinski was in second. Michelle skated a brilliant program. She skated with grace and eloquence, hitting all of her jumps flawlessly, stumbling at only one spot in her long program. And for her efforts, the judges awarded her 5.7s for technical merit and 5.8s and 5.9s for artistic impression. It appeared as though Michelle Kwan had sealed the deal, deal, that the Olympic gold was in her bag, so to speak. She would be second to none. A few skaters later, Tara 
coasted out to the center of the ice for her lung program. In this tiny 15-year-old bundle of energy knew no fear. And she completed jump after jump with technical perfection, even completing her triple loop, triple loop combination. And with each jump that was completed, you could just see on her face that her confidence was growing. And she masterfully interpreted the music with fancy footwork and, and dazzling spins. And the crowd was mesmerized by her skill and charisma. When she completed her program, she let out a cry of joy. For she knew that she had just skated the performance of her life. Well, the judges tallied the marks as Tara and her coaches huddled anxiously awaiting the marks. And the marks were announced. And Tara had accomplished a seemingly impossible feat. She had come from second place to win Olympic gold. Even as the viewers rejoiced with Tara in her accomplishments, spectators still felt sorrow for Michelle Kwan. I mean, she had dedicated her life for this moment. And she had skated an almost flawless short and long program. And she thought that she was second to none. But from the judge's perspective, Michelle was second to one. Second to none. That's what the Israelites thought of Moses. We hear the appraisal in our text for this morning. And there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, none like him for all of the signs and the wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all of his servants and to all of the land, for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. Moses was held in high esteem by the people of Israel. Moses had completed his God-given tasks with near-perfect perfection. Moses had awed the people of Israel with one quadruple jump after another. The masses, they watched in astonishment as Moses raised his walking stick and the Red Sea parted. The sojourners were spellbound when Moses struck the rock and water gushed forth from it. And they trembled with fear as they saw Moses ascend to a place where no man had gone before, up a mountain that violently quaked and from which smoke billowed and belched so that he might visit with God. In their eyes, and in the eyes of subsequent generations, Moses was second to none. If anyone could be awarded a gold medal for his technical merit and his artistic impression, and in this case, the golden reward being entrance into the promised land, it would be Moses. But upon closer scrutiny, Moses was far from completing a perfect program. And Moses' judge, that is God, demanded perfection. Moses had murdered an Egyptian earlier in Moses' life. Moses had balked when God had called him to be a prophet to lead the people out of Egypt. Moses grew weary of the whining Israelites, and he lashed out in anger. A major spill, a major spill indeed. And sure, Moses was able to get back up onto his feet and he completed his performance, but the damage had been done. 
And God announced to Moses, you will die. You will die on Mount Nebel. You will not enter the promised land because you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites and at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zin. And because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites, therefore you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land that I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm sure Moses' heart sank as he received his marks from the judge. Moses was so close to gold that he was certain that he would receive it. He was so close to entering the promised land and yet so far away from it because of his sin. The Israelites thought Moses was second to none. But in the judge's eyes, Moses was second to one. Yes, you see, there would be a prophet even greater than Moses. Moses knew that he was second to one. The Lord had previously announced to Moses, I will raise up for, for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I've commanded him. Moses knew that there would be someone greater than he, that as an imperfect person, he himself needed someone who was superior. He needed that more perfect prophet, the second to none savior. Moses needed a savior so that he and all people might be forgiven of all of their sins, which is far more important than any accolades or adulation of his peers. He needed that perfect prophet who would lead him to the promised land, a savior who would grant him a heavenly inheritance. The superior prophet that we speak of, of course, is Jesus. And we heard of the superior nature of Jesus today in the epistle lesson that was read to us earlier from the book of Hebrews. There we read, For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. As much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. Now Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were spoken of later, but Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. The greater prophet, Jesus Christ, outperformed Moses in every single category. Jesus completed his father's plan flawlessly, Jesus perfectly completed every stroke and mark that God's law demanded. Now granted, Jesus wasn't always artistically impressive in the eyes of the spectators. The armchair critics watched Jesus and they grumbled, Oh, this man, he's a son of a carpenter. Oh, he doesn't have a place that he even calls his own home. He socializes with the uneducated and the lowly of society. He hasn't studied under the tutelage of a respected teacher. And certainly, at one of the most crucial parts of Jesus' performance, he appears to flub his program. He experiences what appears to many to be a devastating spill but it really is all part of his program, the program of salvation. He's arrested. He's taunted. 
He's publicly shamed. He's crucified by his peers. He's abandoned by most of his fans who thought that Jesus was a colossal dud. And the general consensus is that he isn't just, he isn't just second to one, but that he is a big-time loser. Jesus is a fraud. The judge thinks differently. The judge judges Jesus' performance differently than the world's critics. The judge, promi- the judge proclaims, this is my son whom I've chosen. He is second to none. Listen to him. And Jesus' golden performance on the cross of Calvary not only earns gold for him, but the gold medal of God's forgiveness and eternal life is granted to all who believe in him as their Savior. As the writer to the Hebrews states, by one sacrifice, God has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. In an interview following her long program, after Tara Lipinski had won the gold, she was quoted as saying, there is nothing that could be better for me. Well, that's true, isn't it, for her? It's easy for her to say. I mean, she was second to none when it came to the women's figure skating gold medal. But for every other skater who aspired to win a gold medal, there had to be a feeling of emptiness, a sense of incompleteness. And especially so for Michelle Kwan, who thought that she had won the gold medal. Moses came so close to realizing one of his dreams of entering the promised land. But it was a goal that would be unfulfilled in his life because of the trespasses that he had committed against God. But God in his mercy granted Moses a glimpse, a glimpse into the promised land As our text says, then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo to the top of Pishka, which is opposite Jericho, and the Lord showed him all of the land. And the Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to Abraham and to Isaac and Jacob. I will let you see it, but you will not cross over into it. As disappointed as Moses was, and not setting his foot in that promised land, the Lord had a better and even grander medal for Moses. Again, we turn to our text. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord, and the Lord buried him in the valley of the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Even though Moses' eyes were not weak, even though he was still a healthy man at the age of 120 years, the Lord ended Moses' life. And he granted him something far better than entering the promised land. He received him into the eternal promised land. And God was additionally gracious to Moses, if that's even possible, as we heard in the gospel lesson how Moses along with Elijah, another great prophet of the Old Testament, were able to talk with the one 
who was and who always will be second to none. They were able to visit with Jesus Christ. Moses saw with his own eyes the prophet, Jesus Christ, his Savior. One day we will find ourselves at the precipice of eternal life. As our journey through this wilderness that we call life reaches its finale. Our tumbles and our failed jumps along the way will deflate us as we await the judge's score, knowing that we have not performed well enough to receive gold. Our sins, our imperfect performances, they create a chasm too great for us to enter the promised land. And we will feel so close to reaching the goal, our goal, and yet so far away But our gracious judge, our Lord, will post a perfect score for us. Because our Savior, who is second to none, has earned that perfect score for us with his perfect life and his death on the cross. And so from the perspective of Christ's cross, we are second to none. We will be ushered to the gold medal podium by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. And he'll place upon us the crown of everlasting life that he has won for us by his perfect performance and we will receive everlasting life. Being recognized as second to none by our Heavenly Father leads us to echo the words of Tara Lipinski but with so much more depth of meaning and with so much more at stake than simply winning an Olympic gold medal. She said, there is nothing that could be better for me than that gold medal. Well, there actually is something better for her than that gold medal. And that is the gold medal that you and I will all receive to our Savior, Jesus Christ. For in our, for in our Lord's eyes, You and I are second to none. And therefore, Jesus has promised to us everlasting life in that promised land. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.